G'day there and welcome to the Christian Women in Business podcast show. It is fantastic to have you listening today. It's bright and sunny here in Sydney, Australia. I hope it's been in a little bit more sunny where you are now. Now we have a very lovely lady on our podcast show today. Uh, the biggest mission through her business is to able to help support people towards publishing their dreams showing them that they are capable of publishing and writing a book and putting their thoughts onto paper. Her favorite thing to do on the weekend is spending time in her gardening dome with her 40 goldfish, and she also likes to hike in the Colorado mountains. Slightly jealous. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Michelle Vendepath. Thank you, SJ. Great to be here. I appreciate it. So if you love hiking in the Colorado mountains, you must be somewhere in Colorado. I am. I live in the mountains um, outside of Colorado Springs, for anyone who may have been here. Um, and it's, you know, it's beautiful. And I get to hike right out of my, my door if I want to go straight up a mountain. Oh, <laughs> it's that's pretty perfect. steep. Do you get any bears? <laughs> we do have bears. We had a bear in our neighborhood last night. A big grizzly one or a little cute? brown bear <laughs> so um brown bears are grizzly bears and we do do not have grizzlies in colorado oh. and uh, we have black bears so even if oh, they're colored black. brown they're yeah. called black, black right it's, yeah it's one of those confusing things totally um, <laughs> and they're very cute and extremely aggressive if you get in their way or you come across a mama bear protecting her cubs then you want to you want to get out of the way fast so you've never been attacked by one? Oh, gosh, no. Please. <laughs> See, right. So people have this perception that if they come to Australia, there's going to be spiders on every wall that want to bite them. There's going to be stakes outside the doorsteps, and there's going to be kangaroos going through suburbs. Now, that's true in some places in Australia. But if you live in the suburbs or even in the outer skirts of Sydney, like and you live a little bit more in the country, you might get a huntsman every now and then, which is a big, black, fluffy spider. It looks completely ugly, but they're actually quite timid in some ways. But when I first came to Australia, right, I was searching under the toilet lid before I sat in the toilet. I was looking behind doors. I was so scared. And then we went to Canada um, a couple of years ago, and all I kept seeing was that it was berry season. So all we saw was just these giant, nuggets of bear poo on the walking paths and I am freaking out going honey like there's a bear near us so how we have the perception it isn't actually that bad I'm guessing it's not what we make it, up in our head no and and I, I'm, I'm not going to take over your podcast but this is such a great segue to everything that's in our head is worse than it really is right <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, you're right. You know, we have bears, but I also have dogs at my house and they pretty much keep the bears away from attacking me. But bears don't attack unless provoked or you're in the way of their, their little cub bears, you know, and mama bears, any mama anywhere around the world of any species will protect mm. her young. Yeah. So that's the only time you have, really have to watch out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. So can you take us on a story? So you have Grace Point Publishing. Can you take us on a story or tell us your story of how you started and how you got to where you were today? Yeah, it's one of those windy roads, right? There are no real straight lines. In Absolutely life. not. 
Yeah, we think in our head, we make up all this stuff in our head, right? It's scarier than it really is. I'm going to get from here to there. I'm just going to place uh, my goal. And then, you know, God has other plans. But um, 21 years ago, I published my first book, which was about marketing. And just to give you an idea to put it into perspective of time frame, in the book I talked about, you should use a goldenrod colored paper when passing out your flyers at networking events. So, you know, that is like, and I was proud to write the book. And there was, you know, there was no internet. Yeah. It was, how do you, how do you create graphics that, that other people will respond to? So needless to say, that's like an old school um, relic, vintage, as they say. But it got me into publishing. I published it myself at that time. It was called Vanity Press. And you had to buy thousands of books and put them in your garage, which I did. And learned a lot. I had been a marketing consultant up till that point, which is why I wrote a book about marketing. And so I started also teaching what I had learned about book publishing and all the mistakes I made to my marketing clients and my small business owners and help them publish books. And, you know, in between, I did lots of other things like owned a restaurant. <laughs> it was a windy road, um, but kept coming back to book publishing and, and being a consultant and helping other people. And then when it got came time to publish a friend's book and another book of mine, uh, a friend and I co-founded Grace Point Publishing and started uh, consulting and publishing books for other people. And in time, we've morphed over the last five years. We've morphed into traditional publishing with self-publishing options and marketing options to help authors sell their books. That's awesome. It's funny, isn't it, how God can take us on a windy road where, like you were saying, you got led to open a restaurant. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's completely on the other spectrum of publishing a book. Like I know, and it's like, where'd that, so I'm not sure God led me to that. I'm just saying it, it was a windy it road. It may yeah. have been my ego that led me to that. <laughs> but however... <laughs> Um, I have done lots of other things, but I just keep coming back to publishing and coming back to consulting and coaching and, and helping people really put their purpose out into the world and, and help whoever they're meant to help. Mm. And so that's what I keep coming back to over and over again. And I'm guessing that's the core kind of love of why, why you do it. Like if you could take away one thing, it would be just, you know, empowering people to get those words out, get them onto paper, and then being able to empower other people through those words that they share. Absolutely. You never know the ripple effect we have. And, you know, not everybody wants to be a writer. And so I have worked with people who want a podcast or have YouTube channels. And there's something magical about having a book, right? Um, we all, most of us have in our hearts or oh, I'm going to write a book someday or books on my bucket list or I keep getting called to write a book and it's very overwhelming and quite scary and we come up against all our own inner demons in the process of writing our books and so even though we might be called 
it's difficult to get all the way through to the other side where you have a published book unless you have a guide or a mentor of, of some some type to help you through the process. Mm. Elaborating on that, can you share with us five tips on your craft um, that you'd like to share with our audience today? Yeah. So are we talking about writing craft or are we talking about publishing craft? Oh, you can pick whichever you would like. I'm sure. I'll <laughs> um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll say this about writing. Really, the only way to hone your writing craft is to write. So don't read more books about writing. Don't talk to people about writing. Just sit down and write. That's the way to hone your craft. And not everybody needs to be a writer. Some people just want to put out one book and that's their calling card and that's enough. So not everybody needs to hone that writing craft. But to publish a good book, here are the five tips. Make sure you're writing your book for your specific audience that needs to hear the gifts you have to offer. And what that means is you're really clear about your message and who needs to hear that message before you start writing your book. We're mostly talking nonfiction here. <clears throat> and so I'll just stick with nonfiction for a minute. So for instance, I'm working with someone right now who's writing a book about um, foods from the Bible and how to apply that in your cooking. She's really clear what she's writing about and who it's for. Somebody else who would be writing a book about food might have a totally different audience. It might be vegans or might be how to get off of junk food. Same sort of genre, but totally different audience. Yeah. And so when you're clear about your own message and your audience and you write the book with those two things in mind, that's the first tip. Second tip is don't get too attached to your own writing. Allow editors to help you polish your book, allow publishers to help you put out a great product. So write what's in your heart and then allow yourself to be coached so that that can grow into something even better than what maybe you envisioned. The third tip is have a great book cover, great book cover, and that does not necessarily mean you're on it. It might, but authors often want to be on their book cover and sometimes that doesn't actually make sense so I like to talk that through but you need uh, you need to invest some time and talent maybe money in a book cover so that you have a product that is visually appealing especially if people are just buying books online it's got to pop right mm -hmm. it's got it's got to have life in it and it has to pop um let's see that's that's only three tips, right? Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Another tip is to make sure that you've got great layout and design. That Now you're on about the inside of the book, are you? The inside of the book, that you've got great easy-to-read fonts that work um, in a printed book, that it's not all italicized or weird drop shadows that don't print well. For emphasis, those things are okay. But work with somebody or study other books in print and look and see what, what actually works. Um, use some call-outs or some boxes or some shading to make your book more interesting on the inside. Um, and then the fifth and last tip that I would say is 
if you're writing a nonfiction book, what is it you want your audience to do after they've read the book? And make sure you tell them that. Do you want them to come to your website? Do you want them to pick up the phone and call you? Do you want them to keep a journal every day? Do you want them to eat healthier? Do you want them to open their Bible every morning before they start their day? Whatever it is that you want them to do, you have to tell them that. <laughs> Don't presume. So have a great conclusion that wraps the book up and, and tells them what the next step is to move on in their life. That's great. So just to recap, <clears throat> so we've got a bonus one, which yes. is um, <laughs> the only way to hone in your writing is to practice writing. So uh, stop overwhelming yourself with books and with asking people just sit down and write. Um, yeah. And then uh, actual tips for um, getting your book together uh, for nonfiction is to write your book for your specific audience that needs to hear what you have to say and the transformation that you can give them, I suppose. Uh, number two of the main points is don't get too attached to your own writing. Allow people to help you and allow yourself to be coached. I would think that that's probably like one of the biggest stumbling points for people, maybe. Like just yeah. that freedom <clears throat> of thinking, oh, you're taking away what I'm writing. Do you find that or? I find people get married to their words and a good editor and a book coach does not change anybody's voice. Mm. It's really about polishing. And I like to give the analogy, if you if you're, have never really exercised and you decide that you want to run a marathon, you're going to need to get some advice about how how do you start training? What are the best shoes that, I should use? Does it matter what socks I wear? What kind of water bottle should I, how much water should I be drinking every mile? Like, mm. I don't even know. I, I'm not a runner. I don't even know. And the same thing is with writers. It's not about changing your run. It's not about changing your writing. It's about making sure you do the best you can do. Mm. And especially when people write books that they feel like they've been led to write or that have been put in their heart or have been guided to write, they become very married to it. And my job is to explain to authors, we're not changing anything. We're just making it better. It's still your book. You're still the author. We're just going to polish it up so it's easy to read and make sure there's no spelling and that it flows, that the mm. book flows. Mm. No, that's good. Um, so number three is have a great book cover and it doesn't necessarily mean that you are in it. So invest mm -hmm. some time and talent to have um, a product that's visually pleasing. Uh, number four was a great layout and design on the inside of the book, making sure that it's easy to read um, and that you do use emphasis where you need to to keep the book interesting. And then number five, what is... Um, what do you want your audience to do once they've finished your book? And this is the same for all kinds of marketing, whether you're putting a post on social media, you've got a blog post on your website, you've got a podcast. Um, it's always uh, important to put what we call the call to action, the CTA. What do you want them to do next? And don't presume that they will know what to do. Um, and don't be afraid either, even if you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm afraid of asking for the sale or whatever it is it's it's okay to ask it's okay to invite as well you can invite your audience to do something next 
So thank you so much for sharing all of those wonderful tips. Um, it's really refreshing. They're quite simple tips, yet quite powerful at the same time. Like if you look back and you think of them and you're like, okay, they are so simple and completely make so much sense. Right. Um, which, is, which is really nice. Um, can you share with us next, how do you incorporate God into your business? Um, that's such a great question. So I spend a lot of time in contemplation, meditation, prayer, thinking, um, walking. So I do it in, in different ways, right? So, for instance, today I had a really frustrating day <laughs> before this wonderful podcast. It's the end of the day here. Uh, before, now it's not frustrating, but, um, or I just couldn't, everything I kept trying to do wouldn't do, right? It just yeah. wouldn't happen. Yeah. And, you know, you're online and you're making calls and nothing seems to be flowing. And in days like that, what I find really helps is just to give it all up to God, walk away. Um, and go do something else, mm -hmm. right? So sometimes yeah. I go for a drive, I go for a walk. Um, at the time of this taping, we're in social distancing and shelter in place. Um, and so, you know, it's not like I can go to the coffee shop or anything, but I can still get out and walk the block and just say, okay, lead me or tell me what my next step is, or just give it up. And that just asking, realizing that I'm not always in control helps a lot. And that's a daily practice. Mm. I, I think knowing I'm not always in control, that's the piece. Yeah. And surrendering that. We call that stepping into God's grace. So totally. you're letting go and you're just surrendering. Hey, God, this is your business. I'm getting frustrated. <laughs> I'm going to leave it up to you. And I'm just going to go and sit in your grace and in your presence, whether it is walking or, you know, just getting outside in the garden for a bit. And I know that when we do that, well, for me, I can advocate that when I do that, God does things. He actually does things. When I surrender and I give up that control and I take that time out and I just rest in him and, and rest as well, um, God still works. He, he doesn't rest too. He looks after you and he looks after your business. And it is, it's such a, a wonderful place. I mean, we can't sit on our butts every day and do nothing. I'm not saying that at all, but it is a really beautiful place to just come into that presence and be okay with that. Um, it's really quite beautiful. Can you share with us um, your Bible, uh, your Bible verse for this season, and why? Um, well, it, it just follows what we've been talking about. Is Peter chapter one? I, I don't actually know the verse, um, but here it is: Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through yeah. the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. I love that, right? And it, it, that, I mean, it works in my business. It's exactly what we're talking about. Um, and, and I mean, there's many other verses, and, uh, but that's, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, absolutely. It's understanding one of the things that we get to inherit from being part of the kingdom of God is the Holy Spirit peace. 
and uh, the Bible speaks about entering and having that Holy Spirit peace and that we can ask for that Holy Spirit peace. And that's exactly what one of these verses that you just mentioned is about, is having that grace and peace in yours in abundance. And it's Mm -hmm. through knowing God and of knowing Jesus Christ that you can have that peace and ask for it and be in that grace. It's just so, so beautiful. I love that we were just on about that and then it was, it's your Bible verse for this. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So good. Um, Can you share with us next, Michelle, where can our listeners find you? Yeah. So I'm at gracepointpublishing.com and you can click on the link and schedule a call with myself or one of my book coaches find out more about what we do and just how the whole process works there's also things to download like tips for publishing um and other other tips and things for writers authors and um everything's there at gracepointpublishing.com Perfect. So listeners, if you are thinking about writing a book or maybe you're in the middle of writing a book and you're needing some help and guidance, go and find Michelle's website. We'll pop it in the show notes as well. So uh, you can find Michelle easily and go and say hi. I'm sure Michelle would just love to meet you and hear about your book idea and um, brainstorm if needed and uh, just bless you. So thank you so much. Oh, that's so good. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast show today, Michelle. Um, It's been absolutely lovely to hear your wisdom and your points. And is there anything else that you'd like to share with our audience today before we leave? Um, If it's in your heart to write a book, then write a book and don't let your fear stop you. Just work with somebody to help guide you through the process and you'll be amazed at the product that comes from your inspiration. Oh, that's so lovely. That's so lovely. Well, thank you so much again. I had a wonderful time. Thanks, Esther. You're listening to the Christian Women in Business podcast show, and we'll catch you next time. Bye for now. The Christian Women in Business podcast is sponsored by Performance PA, virtual business assistant. Virtual PA lets you focus on what you do best in your business, and you can let Performance PA take care of the rest.